You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. The fastest two-year-old of his crop, not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and a half-brother to Liam's map, sire of two grade one winners in his first crop. TDN said, too talented a horse with too good a pedigree to pass up. The time is now. Don't let this moment pass you by. Not this time, a tailor-made stallion. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Look for his first two-year-olds this year. Welcome to another edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me as always on this pre-Derby Oaks show is the effervescent Michelle Yu. Michelle? I like that word, effervescent. Remember that horse? A bully? There was a horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vaguely. We are losers. We don't have a guest today, but every a lot of people will be excited about that because <laughs> they're going to just um, listen to us talk about the Derby and about uh, horse racing in general. And uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be a, a nice little show. We'll talk about last week what happened. There were some big races. And um, before we start, though, we got a great email. From yes. a woman named Laura Westfall, who, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to read the first part. It says, I just wanted to send a note of thanks for your horse ownership experience podcast. This is a dream for me that seemed hopelessly out of reach financially, financially, so I couldn't be more appreciative of all that you two do to help educate others on the multitude of opportunities for horse ownership that are available for a wide range of financial investments. She was a first-time owner, and she owns a very small piece of Max Player uh, through Sport BLX, who has been on our show. And uh, we just wanted to say thank you, Laura. We really, really appreciate it. It's emails like that that uh, keep this show going because sometimes we're worried that no one's actually downloading this and listening. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we wanted to wish you the best of luck with Max Player. My friend, my good friend, who you know also, uh, Ben Posen, uh, has a small piece of Max Player as well. So oh, cool. a lot of people uh, on Max Player, um, a lot of people on the My Racehorse uh, horse with Spendthrift, which is authentic. authentic. Joe Moran was mm-hmm. on our show. I think it was last. Was that last, last week? week? Yeah. And so there's a lot of owners out there who are getting involved in these um, fractional ownership uh, or we'll call them micro micro shares, micro yeah. shares with uh, like Sport BLX and with uh, my racehorse, and then obviously uh, Eclipse has a horse uh, speech in the Kentucky Oaks. Um, Little Red Feather right now, and and our Sierra Racing. We are the leading owner at Delmar right now, Michelle, with ten wins. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't. I'm hold on. That's knocking me knocking on wood. on wood because I'm so scared of the racing gods. We have nine more horses to go, Michelle, this weekend. And uh, got some live ones. In fact, uh, Raimundo Secret and Z Drop, both in the grade two John C. Maybe stakes at Delmar on Saturday. So that'll be exciting. But listen, horse ownership, it's changed. It used to be, you had to be rich and famous, right? You had to be, it was exclusive. It's not like that anymore. And we appreciate people like Laura who are reaching out and doing these things and taking a shot. And the rest of you, there are so many avenues to get involved. So if you have any questions, email me, Billy at littleredfeather.com. You can follow us at Own a Horse if you have a question on Twitter at the Michelle U at BKLRF. 
Um, that's my soapbox for today. And Michelle, we'll let you kind of start with the review of last week before we get into our Oaks Derby preview. I think we'll just keep it pretty tight from last week. Um, the Chuve, Latruska, Pat O'Brien was the big race out at Del Mar. Um, that went to CZ Rocket, a couple of races here off the claim for trainer Peter Miller. And um, this horse was pretty valiant there for Tom Cagle. And Tom's been around really for a long winning. time. You know, mm -hmm. he's been around for a long time, and it's nice to see him back in the game and having success. And great job by Pete Miller with a horse that, as you mentioned, was going nowhere and was claimed for, I believe, 50,000 four starts ago before he reeled off now these three straight, including a Breeders' Cup win in your in. And I think he'll wind up in the Breeders' Cup sprint, uh, CZ Rocket. It was fun watching Pete. Uh, we were, uh oh, well, there's my, there's my phone that I forgot to turn off. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is we were, I was, I was out of the race, um, with, um, uh, uh, PR radio star didn't, didn't run his race. It was third start at Del Mar, whatever the case he was, might've been over his head. But the funny thing was I was watching Pete Miller root his horse home and it was, it was cool. I mean, he was mm -hmm. just screaming, come on, CZ, come on, CZ. Who is that in the background? It's Olivia being very annoying when I'm trying to do my radio show. What? Olivia? She's the Don't older worry. one. I know, but my mom's gonna my mom just wrangled him. Oh, she just grabbed him and swooped wrangler? him away. The mom wrangler? Yeah. Mom wrangler. All right. So those were the big um, races the over the weekend. CZ radio or CZ Rocket, you gotta go back. He was a good horse early on too. You know, Al Stahl, he was undefeated at one point, had brought him out to run in the grade one Malibu. Then I think they got all these route aspirations in their head, so he kind of fell by the wayside. But Pete got him back to doing what he apparently does best, and that's sprinting. So Absolutely. good for them. Congratulations. Um, what else did we have? The grade one sword dancer went to Channel Maker out at Saratoga. Wire to wire. I actually didn't watch that race. It was wire to wire. Wire to wire. In, in I don't like, know why in that a, horse doesn't to lead more often. That's a, like well, literally was, how he does best. There wasn't a lot of speed, and it was a bog. I mean, it was a bog. Um, okay. So, Watchel Stable, Gary Barber, who still won't come on our show. He no, must not like you. <laughs> he doesn't. Must not. R.A. Hill and Reeves Thoroughbred. It's probably me. Eh, it probably is. But that's Maybe. okay. All right. The great one, Forgo, win, win, win. That was the, impressive. In the mud. Slop. In the mud. Can you? How about the track over oh, there? It was bad that day. Yeah, that, that was, was no a live oak plantation owner breeder there with Michael Trombetta. But take nothing away from him. He looked good in his win. Uh, the Amsterdam went to Yapon, the Sarnak. Oh, and... oh wait, Steve Asmussen and the uh, Hylobrox have another crack sprinter. Uh, was that the first time starter three-year-old? No, Yupong. No. Oh, Yupong. I was thinking about the, the debut runner. Did you see that horse? Yeah. Another one. Uh, so actually, Yapon was a horse that we looked at to buy at the sale last year because he's a half brother to, um, oh my gosh, now his name is Sawyer's oh, Hill. No. Sorry. Sawyer Hill. And uh, end up Ryan's good friend Hobie Kite is a consigner. He bought him and consigned him, and uh, they, you know, Asmussen has him now. But yeah, he is turning into a really nice horse. Monster. But he has some, he has some Southern California family members. So we always cheer on Yapon. Yapon, what a beast! Like he looked really good like there, right? Like oh. I mean, I really liked Basin getting back to sprinting. Um, uh, but he toyed with him. Yeah, he toyed. he was serious. Whew. He looked really good. Yeah. He was He's a handsome guy, too. So is his brother. Well, um, and then the Charleston Classic, Sleepy Eyes Todd, which apparently is a Trumpism of some sort. Sleepy Eyes Todd. Interesting. I thought So that's a new name for my buddy Todd instead of Long Range Toddy. Oh, is it? Well, we'll call him Sleepy Eyes. Sleepy Eyes? Yeah. <laughs> that's not a very nice uh, 
I hope no, Alexis is a nice not. name to call it's somebody. Not. Let's not talk about that. Okay. Um, right. So, because uh, both of my people I tried to get for the show failed this week, Fail. let's just do our <clears throat> Derby Oaks preview. Well, what and I, what I want to do. Pretender. Yeah, but what I want to do first, Michelle, because um, Friday at Churchill is an amazing card. I mean, there are some horses in there. First of all, I'm just going to go through these really quick, and then you jump in when you want to say something. The Eight Bells is a grade two. It's seven ace. That goes as the eighth. And Monday Call is in there. She's won her last three starts by, I'm trying to do the math, about 13 lengths for Brad Cox. Mm -hmm. Turned into a complete monster. She's six to five. And then on the outside is four graces for uh, Whitham Thoroughbreds. And she's won her four out of five. uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, four out of five lifetime, three in a row. She wins easy every time. That's going to be a hell of a race in the eight bells. Then, well, you love the fact, too, that she's a perfect four for four at that trying seven furlongs distance, and she's two for two at Churchill for locally based connections. I like that. Ian Wilkes mm-hmm. trains. Yes. Monday calls owned by, of course, Larry Best of OXO Equine. You go right to the next race. The ninth is the grade two Edgewood at a mile on the grass for Welcome three year affiliates. And Sharing is in there. Six to five on the morning line. She will be very, very tough to beat in there. Then you go right to the grade two Ali Sheba. You want some more stars? Okay, I'll give you Mackenzie for Bre- for uh, Mike Pegram and Carl Watson and uh, Mr. Whiteman, Paul Whiteman. And then you also have, by my standards, for our friends at Allied Racing Stable. And, and they made Mackenzie six to five. I'm sorry, they made Mackenzie eight to five. And by my standards, is the favorite at seven to five. And I think by my standards, cutting uh, oh, he's not cutting back. It's still a mile and a sixteenth. Um, I think he's going to be very. No, but tough he ran a mile and an eighth his last four or five outs. Right, so he's cutting back. So to yeah, a mile he and is 16th. cutting back. The last time he ran a mile and a sixteenth was at the fairgrounds, and that was his twenty twenty debut. Return to racing, crushed. yeah. Yeah, uh, he is zero for three at Churchill, so maybe he has a chink in the armor. Maybe someone steps up like a Mister Freeze or an Owendale or a Silver Dust. I, I don't think that either of these are locks, but uh, you know what a big fan of my, by my standards I am. Then, then if that wasn't enough, you go to the La Trienne, the grade one, yeah. and you yes. get you get Monomoy Girl uh, for uh, Michael Dubb and Monomoy Stables uh, for Brad Cox. She's been unbeatable in two starts this year, and that she has now won, by the way, just so you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She's won nine in a row. I didn't even realize that. The last time she lost was November 2017. of 2017. She was second by a neck to road to victory. In 13 career starts, she's won 11 times, finished second twice, never been worse than second, and earned $3.086 million. That's pretty effing So good. why this is fun, too, is Vexatious is going to throw down with Monomoy Girl. And Monomoy Girl has already beat Vexatious. But Vexatious beat Midnight Bisu on her last out in the personal incident. Yep. So this is going to be What a cool really race. Fun. You have last year's winner, She's a Julie, who beat mm-hmm. uh, Secret Spice when we went back there. And you have a horse named, a filly named uh, Horologist, who just ran a huge race in the Molly Pitcher, but she seems to prefer Monmouth. She's undefeated at Monmouth and looks like she struggles every place else. So it will be interesting if Bill Mott for, uh, can keep her on the right track for There's a Chance Stable, Parkland Thoroughbreds. Vexatious is owned by Calumet Farm, by the way, just so you know. Okay. So if that wasn't enough, you know what I feel like? <laughs> Remember the Ginsu commercials? But wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> uh, then you go to the Oaks. Okay, so now we're at race 12. We're at about 545 Eastern. And then you have the matchup that kind of everybody's waiting for. Do you think kind of this is actually more exciting than the Derby, Michelle? Ooh, I, you know what? Yeah, that's a very 
interesting way of putting it. I would say, yes, they're more excited to see this throwdown than they are of any head-to-head in the Derby. However, I don't feel like it's just a two-horse race. Do you? I don't. I you, Listen, it's very – there's two ways we're going to talk today. Okay, one is – We'll say kind of most well, likely winner. I have to ask forget you just about right the away. Who, yeah. who is it? Do you are you going Swiss or no, Gamine? It's, it's Gamine. Gamine is okay. The, I'm going to say Swiss. Okay, I think Gamine is the most likely winner. I think she's the most talented. I think she'll be in front, and I think she's going to prove very very difficult to catch. I okay. don't do not take anything away from Swiss Skydiver or there's a couple other horses that we can talk about. Um, but I just think Gamine is an absolute superstar. Her numbers are far superior to these. Uh, yes, well, could she be challenged to get the mile and eighth? I think that's the question that was mark. That's the question. That's mm-hmm. the question, and she has to answer it. But that's what's so exciting about this race because Swiss Skydiver has been unbelievable this year. She's four for seven for uh, Peter Callahan, Kenny McPeak trains. She's won the Alabama. Uh, she won the what did she win? The San Anita Oaks. She won the Fantasy. She, she ran the second Gulf. in the Bluegrass. She went second to Art Collector in the Bluegrass. We'll get to him in a minute. She's mm-hmm. been spectacular. Don't take anything away now. There's going to be a horse like Speech who just dominated in the Ashland and has lost. She only lost to Gamine by a neck two back at Oaklawn in the allowance race. She's probably going to be five or six to one. I think that's your value in the race. Mm, okay. What do you think about that? Uh, I actually really like She Dares the Devil as a value horse in the race. I, I don't think- dislike Speech at all. Obviously, she's a grade one winner. I thought she looked tremendous in the Ashland. Uh, I've been a fan of hers, but I, if I'm looking at prices, I like the seven. I could m- absolutely make a case for seven. She dares to double. That's uh, Qatar Racing and Flurry Racing Stable. Brad Cox trained. She's paired threes on Thurgraf in her in her last two races. It's significantly slower than Gamine uh, and the best that Swiss Skydiver has to offer. What about a crazy horse like Donna Veloce? I mean, Donna Veloce as a two-year-old was absolutely mm-hmm. – I mean, she just gets beat by Bast in the grade one starlet. She runs second by a neck in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, the grade one to British Idiom. Uh, she comes back. She buried speech in the Santa Isabel, Santa Isabel uh, back in March. She comes in here fresh. No one knows what kind of filly she is, but except she's really good. Kaleem Shaw and uh, John Magner, Magner, Magner. Magner. I'm very struggling today. Um, this is a filly that – is really, really good, Michelle. Now, so, she's coming off the layoff. I like Donna Veloce. She has come up the layoff because she had a little setback, but they even said right when she had her setback, look, we're still aiming for the Kentucky Oaks, so this has been the end goal. Her works on paper look tremendous. Her last couple are available on XBTV. She did work the bullet on August 21st in the afternoon, and actually I was just watching that work, and she started off beautifully. I was thinking to myself, this is what I want my horse to look like when it goes 111 and change, but she got really tired at the end. Um, he, the rider did ask her to continue on and gallop out and pushed her around the turn, but pretty much as soon as he was like, okay, we're done, she was like, thank goodness. Oof. So I am just worried about her going as far as she's ever gone off of the layoff with no recent racing just to give her that like added stamina because she's going to need it to tangle with a horse like Swiss Skydiver. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I think you hit it right on the head. I guess what we're saying is uh, Gamine and Swiss Skydiver are going to take a lot of action and they're the most likely winners of this race. But crazy things happen, especially on Oaks Day and especially on Derby's Day. And we don't know how the track's going to come up. Uh, Gamine has the question mark of distance. Uh, Swiss uh, Swiss Skydiver has been running basically every month since last November. 
She um, legitimately has like no. There's no, nothing to no say gaps, about her. No breaks. Uh, yeah. she's very good. She's very mm-hmm. solid. But if you're looking for a price, a big price, maybe to fill out an exactor or a try, she dares the devil makes sense. Donna Veloce, we don't know how fit she is, but she makes sense. And speech certainly is not without a chance in here. So it should be a great Friday of racing at Churchill Downs. Woo! Oh. That was exciting. I mean, and that then, was only you know, Friday. You need a get out race. The race number thirteen is the Twin Spires Turf Sprint. Yeah, I didn't even look at that race. I'll be so exhausted by then, I won't know what to do with myself. Well, Bound for Nowhere is in that race. Oh, he's fast. And Diamond Oops is in that race. Fast. So I think it's a good little Well, that's Friday at Churchill. And let's just go through. I'm just going to go through the last six races at Churchill on Saturday because we start with a really, really good race, Michelle. And I really want your opinion here. This is the Pat Day Mile. It's a grade two. It's a half a million dollars. It's a one-turn mile. What race is it? It's the ninth at Churchill. So and you're going to ignore the American turf. I'm okay. going to ignore I just the American to know. turf. Yeah. That's fine. We're going to just start with the ninth. Okay. Um, we're going to look at Cezanne is in here, who was everybody's kind of secret derby choice. and Not uh, me. Well, except you. But he has run very well. He only got beat a length and a half by 1,000 words last time in Honor AP and the uh, shared belief at Del Mar, which is a prep. And both Honor AP and 1,000 words are running in the derby. Uh, you have Echo Town, who comes off a smashing win in the Grade One uh, Jerkins for uh, LNN Racing, trained by Steve Asmussen. I think you're going to hear his name a lot. You have a horse named Vertical Threat, my racehorse and Slam Dunk, and and your horse. You own a piece of him. We had Joe Moran on the show last week. All this horse has done is won his last two races, two races by over 11 lengths. Um, you have Digital that almost beat Echo Town two back in an allowance race. You have Tappet to win for Live Oak, who we just talked about, who was also a big-time hype horse after his allowance win back in June where he won by five. He disappointed in the Belmont, but then he came back with a good effort in the Jerkins and was defeated mm-hmm. by Echo Town. You have No Parole. We love Maggie Moss uh, and, and Tom Amos. He ran a huge race when winning the Woody Stevens two back. And then my sneaky outside pick is Rushy. Who, ah, yeah, that's off the cut back in distance. Right, he like cuts, key, cuts right? back, he draws outside, he's improved almost every race on third graph, he's moved forward, uh, uh, only defeated by four lengths to honor AP and Authentic. Uh, he did lose to Art Collector and Swiss Skydiver, who, nothing wrong with that. Uh, nope. and, and there should be some pace for him to run at. So this is a really, really good race um, uh, to, to kick off the, the pick six on Saturday. Michelle, is there any anything I missed? No, no. I, I, Rushy is the horse that I really like in there. I think that he's super intriguing from the outside. I, I love to see No Parole, though, bounce back with a better effort. I mean, he's done it before, right? Look at his Rebel. Um, it was an absolute clunker, and he's come back, you know, reeling off consecutive open length wins after that. So back to his home base. I think that he could be. I think it's a we very. Could, we, I think we could have a nice price in there. I was going to say that. I think it's a very, very good betting race. You go yeah. to the 10th. That's the Iroquois. One, another one turn mile. It's a grade three for two year olds. You're going to have a heavy favorite in here, Michelle. It's called the ride of a lifetime. He's a two year old colt by candy ride out of a proud citizen mare. He's owned by Stephen L. Fidel. And he's paired sevens on thoroughgraph. He won, broke his maiden by eight at Keeneland back in July. Came back and ran second in the Saratoga Special, which was a grade two. Lost to Jackie's Warrior. Um, but he's very, 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 very fast. And if he can take and candy rides, you know, they could do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the candy ride can go anywhere. I think he's going to be a pretty sizable favorite. But you have some big first time. Uh, uh, you have some really nice two year olds in here. Uh, super stock. He's a he's a Texas bred. Uh, no, he's a Kentucky bred. But he ran. But in he's the, been running, running in Texas. at Lone Star yeah. um, for Steve Asmussen. You have Dale Roman's horse, Ultimate Badger, Jim Bucky. What about and Pico Dioro for Bill Morey? You have Pico Dioro for Bill Morey. 
Um, Coming uh, off a stakes win yeah. at Ellis last out. Well, he only cost 225000 at OBS March, so that's the mm-hmm. Sandin Syndicate stable. Uh, he was impressive, too. Another good race in the 10th. And then we get, I love this race. This, <laughs> I think, is the coolest race. This is the Longines-Churchill-Distaff Turf Mile. It's a mile on the grass. It's a great. Are you going to give me a set number one pick that I can write down and hold it over you? Um, you can, but let me just kind of go through this because there's so many good horses in there that I'm just, you know how sometimes you're just fans of horses? Yes. Like, I'm a fan of Daddy is a legend. I've always okay. liked this filly. She's five now. She's a mare now. Susan and Jim Hill. Uh, she's When she's on, she's very, very good. She almost got to Got Stormy in the Matriarch. She is 0 for 2 at Churchill. Uh, she may not be as good as she once was, but on her best day, she's very tough. I, I've always liked Juliet Foxtrot. She's coming off third off a layoff. She ran really well uh, behind Rushing Fall and Jolie, Olympia, um, Jolie Olympica in the Jenny Wiley, which was a grade one. She has back numbers that can run with these. She's going to be up there close to the, to the pace set by Newspaper of Record. Now, listen, Newspaper of Record is going to be a massive favorite in here. She's paired two. She's a multiple grade one winner. Uh, but there is some other speed in here. And I don't I, – I just – I always say that, and then she just cruises on the lead and just wins by five. Uh, but – there, there's gonna be a day, and maybe it's but today. Is, no, I mean, look at she's on the warpath. Could definitely press. Yeah, Juliet Foxtrot's not gonna let her just Harmless. sneak away. Harmless. I mean, she's been going a little bit farther and pressing the pace. I don't right. think she's like committed to it. Right. But Mike Smith, he's smart. He's not gonna let Newspaper Record get out there and go by herself. You know. Well, that's what I'm hoping. So, I'm hoping it kind of there's it's a real race rather than Newspaper Record just crawling around there at about I, three to five. So okay, and, and let me tell you something. I did, Bo recall. You and I did, yes, that's Bo what recall. Bo really likes Churchill. She's one for two there for our good friends at Slam Dunk and Medallion. Uh, she has beaten some of these. They ha- they've kind of gone back and forth, but she is a she is a Grade Two stakes winner. She's constantly in the mix. She will be running at the end, and I think you're going to get a nice price on anyone in here. He kind of like other than newspaper of record. That's how. I well, think. here's the deal with Bo Recall. You and I both didn't like her in the Yellow Ribbon because Correct. there just wasn't the pace set up for her, and I didn't think the distance was ideal. Um, I love her cutting back here to the mile, and I think there's plenty of pace for her to run at. So I really like Bo Recall here after jumping off of her bandwagon when she came to California. I like your style. All now, right. I mean, turn the page. We go right to the what's now called the Derby City Distaff. I think this used to be the Humana Distaff. the Humana Distaff? Yes, and yeah. it's a grade one. It's seven furlongs. It's for fill, older fillies and mares. And you're going to have a big favorite in here, and her name is Serengeti Empress. She just ran an unbelievable race to win the ballerina, grade one. She won the Kentucky Oaks here. She likes this track. She cuts back in distance. She's very, very fast. This um, is like one of my favorite races. It is an amazing card. race. She's really, really fast. Now, second to Serengeti Empress last time was Bellafina. You and I have never been a big Bellafina fan. Or fans. On the ship. I don't, uh, I don't Kaleem like Kaleem Shaw, John yeah. Magner again, Simon Callahan. She, yes, she's 0 for 2 at Churchill. Now, keep going outside in your post positions. The fastest horse in this race Cece. is Cece. Now, Cece hadn't run since she, she didn't run well in the Santa Maria and she did not run great in the Clement Hirsch. Okay. I like a couple things here. I like the cutback and distance. Where's all these candy? Why I she like in this the race? outside post. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I like Johnny. He 
getting oh. aboard. I think it's a big, you know, this is the first time that Victor Espinoza hasn't ridden her. I think she, for whatever reason, she just seemed a little flat in those last two races, be, probably well, because she, she ran was flat so in the hard. Santa Maria because she came back and yeah, she, it was kind of chucked into that race. Right. You know? She ran I, I, so. I could give her excuse there. I, she wins the Beholding Mile easily. She wins the Apple Blossom holding off Ollie's candy. And I think she just. It kind of went off the rails a little bit after that, mm -hmm. but now she comes back, she cuts back in distance, and she's on the outside. She's three to one on the morning line for Bo Hirsch, and and I think you might get that. So uh, I think Cece's really live in there in a really really salty race, and we didn't even mention uh, Mia Mischief, who yeah. who is a, a multiple graded stake winner. She actually won the Humana Distaff back in May of nineteen, so she won this race two years ago, and she never this loses year. a step. She's the defending champion. They didn't run it in. Uh... Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, well, 2019. Yeah, you're right. Defending yeah. champion. What am I thinking? <laughs> hey, there you go. That Six makes, to it, one makes a lot of sense. Defending champ. All right. So then, who's your, who's your wait? Who's your pick? Who's your top pick? Then? I'm going CC. CC. Yeah, I'm gonna go CC with the rider switch with a with a with kind of a wide trip, staying out of trouble, and then motoring home late for um, our good friend Michael McCarthy, who does not like to be called Whitey anymore. Does he not? I don't know. That's I probably just, why he gives me the evil eye every time do. I say hi to him. You probably shouldn't. Okay. The Turf Classic. I got another solid pick in there. Okay? Now, this okay. race, again, mile and an eighth, grade one, Old Forester Bourbon Turf Classic. Factor this, has, he draws the rail for Brad Cox. He's been nothing short of awesome. He's won four straight. He loves being on the lead. He can get any distance. He will be on the lead. He will be tough to run down. He's three to one in the morning line. Bowie's hero, love Bowie, love my our guys, uh, you know Eric Johnson and Agave Racing Stable, um, uh, uh, Mark Martinez, and obviously Phil D'Amato is very close to my heart. But Bowie, I I don't think he's the same horse, and to ship all the way there and run a mile and an eighth, I think he I I don't love him in this spot. Doesn't mean I don't love the horse. I'm always a Bowie's hero fan. Rock Emperor figures to get bet. Um, he's come up a nose and a neck short of winning the grade to uh, Whittingham to United. Then he just got beat to, uh, with some trouble against Instilled Regard in the Manhattan. He cuts back to a mile and eighth. Not sure that's his best distance. He's going to get played. He's Chad Brown, John Velasquez, and he's 7-2 to two on the morning line. Your next Chad Brown is Digital Age, who just won a, an optional uh, a three other than, I should say. Uh, he's just a little bit slow on sheets. Here's a bomb for you, Michelle. Don't blame Rocket. AJ suited racing stable Norm Cassie ran a very good race, kind of buried fourth. He was he was very very wide. In fact, if you look, it says ten path in mm. the comment. Uh, this horse was very very wide. He hasn't won at Churchill. He'll probably be twenty thirty to one. This is a good try horse right here, uh, Mister Dumas for uh, Hootie's Racing and WSS Racing for Mike Maker. Mike Maker is constantly finds these uh, really really good turf horses. Uh, he may be a cup below these, but he is fast, and he's three for four at Churchill. Another big price. The horse mm -hmm. I like is Sacred Life. Michael Dubb, Madiket Stables, Paco Lopez for Chad Brown. This is a five-year-old. Uh, he had to have needed that race last time. He hadn't run since January. He runs in August. He ran a huge number on sheets. He ran a two that day. And if you, if you watched him visually in that race... And even in the form, the comment, have you ever heard this comment? Stormed home. Stormed home. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's what you want to see. I think this horse is getting better. I think he had to, I think he's going to move forward on this race. And he's six to one on the morning line. So that's my little sneaky 
uh, Chad Brown special. Can I tell you one. what else I like about him? What is else? the fact that take a look at all of the surfaces he's run on, soft, firm, good. He don't care. He don't care. He brings a he and with with, with the way the weather's been, yeah. that's what you need. No, he's the honey badger. He's the <laughs> honey badger. Don't care. All right. So we've given you. We've gone through. We are now at the Grade One Kentucky Derby. It is. Uh, it is. How much is it this year? Three million for the Kentucky Derby. The fabulous Kentucky Derby. It's a mile and a quarter. All right, so this is this is what everybody's been waiting for. We have been contender, talking for 27 minutes. Pretender. The contender, pretender, a little comments on each. We will try to make this quick because we know you're probably already bored. Uh, Michelle, you want to call it out or you want me? Uh, I'll call it out. Okay. You, you call can it. give your – okay. Finnick the Fierce, 50 to 1. <clears throat> pretender. Pretender. Don't know why they're um, running. Max Player. All right, Max Player. You know what? I got to do some some little adverbs here because I'm going to call him a fringe player. I don't know if he's good enough to win, but he's the type of horse that could run on and pass tired horses. I think he wants every bit of a mile and a quarter. He did run third in the Travers. He ran third in the Belmont. He won the Withers. I give this – this is a tri-filler type horse at a big price for George Hall and Sport BLX Thoroughbreds and our friend Lara Westfall. I 100% agree. He is like an exotics type horse. I yep. think he can hit the board. I do not think he can win. Okay, good. Okay. We're on the same page. Yeah, so uh, far so enforceable, good. Enforceable. I feel ditto the same thing we just said about Max Player. He's been a little spottier um, as of late, but I feel like he's a horse that can absolutely hit the board, but I don't think he's got a chance to win. I, I, I agree with you. I think Max Player, I would, I'd use Max better. Player before I used Enforceable, but I agree with your comment. Okay, I didn't love Max Player's gallop today. I'll say that. Okay, well, I'm all not right, Storm the, the Court. I'm gonna say Pretender. Sorry, I'm gonna say Pretender too. I think he's gonna be a big price somewhere. He's fifty to one in the morning line. Obviously, our friends X Line Border Racing and David Burnson, and uh, trained by our good friend Pete Erton, wishing them the best. I know Brittany will be going crazy. This horse, obviously, our, was our champion two year old last year. Won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, hasn't bounced back this year. He, in fact, he's zero for five this year. Uh, he's probably a a pretender. Okay. Yeah. Major fed for Greg Foley. Second place finish in the Indiana Derby last time out. Crushed in the mat win at Churchill, though. In fact, he's never won at Churchill Downs. I'm going to say pretender. I'm going to say pretender. Lloyd Madison Farms owns major fed is a pretender. Okay. Next is King Guillermo, who did not train today, and there is a little issue with. However, he is not officially withdrawn. So I'm going to say contender. I think he could win this thing, but I don't know if he's going to run. Uh, I, I'm going to reserve judgment. I, whenever there's smoke, there's fire. I, I have a feeling there's something going on. I'm obviously, sure he's going to scratch, That he missed his uh, daily training, and you just can't have setbacks when you're going into this big of a race. Uh, so at this point, I'm going to say pretender. Had he done everything he needed to do, I would say fringe contender. Did I, say so I, feel, I feel very sad for them because this was obviously what they've been pointing them towards, and – uh, I believe the quote from uh, one of you that was uh, little problem, big race. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I do feel mm-hmm. bad because um, Victoria's Ranch, who is uh, Victor Martinez, what a good guy, good for the sport. That's who we good tried to get game. on the show today. Yeah, and just couldn't <laughs> do it. So, all right, let's move on. 
All right, money moves for trainer Todd Fletcher, who did not make the trip. This horse is actually in the care of Dwayne Lucas for the week, and he's never tried Stakes Company. I thought it was interesting, though, that he sent this horse and not Dr. Post. Are you reading into that? Uh, Robert LaPenta owns with uh, Bordelazaro Stables. He's 30 to 1 on the morning line. He was a $975,000 two-year-old in training purchase. He looked very good in his first two races, and he almost won the allowance race last time. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of put him in the max player category, but I'm going to say this. I think he bounces off the one he ran on third graph last time, and uh, I, I would say more, much more of a contender than a pretender. I'm sorry, much more of a pretender than pretender, a contender. Okay. I take that back. I'm pretending. Yeah. Uh, South Bend for Bill Mott, who actually won last year's Kentucky Derby via disqualification with Country House. He's coming in off a fourth place finish in the Traverse Stakes, where he didn't have the cleanest trip, but he's had plenty of outs, a lot of them on the grass too, and he just really hasn't he hasn't shown that he's necessarily at this level. Owned by Barber, Watchel, Deutsch, Deutsch. and Pentafel, and I'm going to say big time pretender. Okay. Ditto that. All right. <laughs> Mr. Big News. Now, Mr. Mr. Big, news. Big News. Listen to you. You uh, just got excited. I got to say. Okay. All right. You know, after the Oak Lawn, and they ran him back in the they, – they opted not to go to the Arkansas Derby with him. They ran him in the bluegrass. That was a clunker off the bench. Clunker. I feel like if it winds up being sloppy – Watch out for him to make a headline or Look two. Look at you, our friends at Allied Racing Stable. They could have a big couple of days. Brett Calhoun, Gabriel says, I'm going to say pretender. Okay. I'm going to say sloppy contender. Sloppy, <laughs> sloppy contender. Okay. All right. Thousand words coming off a victory in the shared belief where he beat Honor AP, although I think the distance for Honor AP was not uh, to his benefit that day. He definitely is showing a renewed spark after really flattening out um, in kind of the middle of the year. However, for me, I think he's a pretender. I don't think he's got a shot. Uh, I think he's a pretender as well, but he's trained by someone named uh, Robert Baffert, who seems to come up with It's big... Baffert. It's, it's Baffert. Baffert. Have you not heard? Yeah. No, I've never Robert heard. Is he Baffert. French? <laughs> uh, this horse is a $1 million yearling purchase. Uh, really was good his first three starts. In fact, I think he was my number one pick uh, back when we started our Derby Watch about, seems like, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, has run two very good races in his last two starts, and he's a, I'll call him a, a, a really, really outside fringe contender. How about that? He's but, like in between contender He's literally and like the fifth best horse in his barn. Right, which is amazing. Uh, all right, Necker Island was a $100,000 claim three starts back, but he has reeled off a pair of third-place finishes against Stakes Company. He gets blinkers off for Chris Hartman today. R. Daniels, W. Cher, and W. Harbutt Racing. He's 50 to 1 on the morning line. This horse has zero chance. Pretender. <laughs> all right, Solo Oh, Solo Volante. Our good uh, friends. He was the winner against Allowance Company. Two starts back. He went in the Belmont Stakes. I think he got kind of a bad trip. I don't think that Luca Panici necessarily rode Belmont very well. Patrick said he didn't really like Big Sandy. He has come back to work on the grass, um, but that's what Patrick does with him. Patrick's even said, this horse is going to be a turf horse, a really nice one next year. But right now, he runs well on dirt, so we're putting him in this spot. For me, he is one of those fringe players. I'm going to play him in my exotics. You are. Reeves Thoroughbreds and our good friend Andy Biancone, who was so nice enough to join us before the Belmont. I think he's a pretender this time around, okay. and I look forward to his turf career. 
<laughs> All right, the horse that's the buzz horse. Attached this is the buzz horse for Dale Romans. I feel like every single time I click on social media, everyone's like attachment rate, attachment rate. He's going to be like ten to one. Ten to one. He's fifty to one in the morning line. I know. I'm telling you, there's so much like buzz about it. All right, you know what I'm going to say to that then? Him. All you buzz pretender. Pretender. <laughs> yep. Uh, winning impression for Dallas Stewart <laughs> always seems to have a horse step up and run really well in the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Pretender. West Point Pro Racing. Good luck to you guys. You're going to be a very big long shot. All right. Now we're getting into the meat and potatoes here. Here's the meat and potatoes. New York traffic was second beating a nose in the Haskell. He was second in the Matt Wynn. He was second in the Louisiana Derby. He was third in the Modernist. I mean, in the uh, Risen Star. I originally chucked him into my exotics thinking, well, he's run all these seconds. He might as well. But his last two days galloping, I have not been in love with him. So I chucked him out. Wow, Jay Finelli, Cassius King, LC Racing, Safi Joseph Jr., who was kind enough to join our show last year. This is a three-year-old called by Cross Traffic, a New York bred. New York Traffic, I'm going to say, I'm going to put him in the thousand words category of the, like, right in between contender and pretender. He's not really a contender, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ran well. So that's, that's where I'm putting New York Traffic. I, I would say he's a good exotic source, yeah. but I chucked him out of mine just because I didn't like the way he'd been galloping. I understand. Uh, okay, Honor AP. He obviously is going to love the distance if you take a look at him. He oh, wants to no run question. all day long. If this was a two-mile race, he would go the exact same speed the whole time. That being said, he doesn't have a lot of – he doesn't have like a turn of foot, right? No. He just goes that same he's piece. He can outstay a lot of horses, right? He's a grinder. Um, I actually did not love his work on August 22nd when he was in the afternoon with Mike on he, like right around maybe the 16th pole ish. He looked like he took a funny step and then he just didn't look great after that. His most recent seven furlong work. It was just hard to garner anything from it because it was just that, you know, ba boom, ba boom. I love that you just word, used the word garner. Oh, thank you. Uh, but I think from a physical standpoint, he looks tremendous. He looks like he's getting over Churchill's surface just as easily as he gets over every surface. The distance is working in his favor. So I don't necessarily think he's going to win, but he is most likely going to hit the board here. Okay. That's very He's fair. a contender. Has Mike Smith ever won big race? Uh, I mean, he I mean, he won the derby at like 50 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> CRK Stables, John Sheriffs. Uh, you have to consider him a contender. I'm with you, Michelle. I don't love him. I don't love his style, but – it's 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 hard to gauge because he hasn't run a mile and a quarter yet, and I think you're right. It is going to be his best distance. He is hung outside, and I'm not sure he's as fast as some of these, so he probably will be shuffled back. Uh, you're not going to get much value on him at five to one morning line, and because mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is, there just aren't that many horses to bet in here. Uh, right. So so he, he has a shot. I w if 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 we do this next week and Honor AP wins the Derby, I'm not going to be shocked. So I would say contender, but I don't love him. Tis the law. His only loss came at Churchill Downs in the slop last year. Unbelievable. <laughs> Good call, Michelle. He's six for seven lifetime. He won the grade one Travers. He won the Belmont, won the Florida Derby, won the Holy Bull. He's an awesome horse. He's tr he's trained by Barclay Tag, owned by Sacatoga Stable of Funny Side fame. He is three to five on the morning line. He is your by far your most likely winner of this race. However, comma, however, you you can't bet him because he's never felt he's never been in a field size like this ever. 
Uh, he could get in traffic. You you made the point about the slop. That's his only loss at Churchill in the slop. Uh, I I think if this race was run uh, twenty times, he might win seventeen of them. Right, but That's in the fair. three times he lost, he stumbled at the start. He didn't like the track, or he just caught caught up in traffic. So, as a gambler, and a lot of people, a lot of people listening are thinking about this. You know, maybe play him if you want to play with some bombs and tries and uh, stuff like that. But you, at three to five, what he figures to go off at, uh, it's a hard play. But he is certainly a contender. Here's the thing about him is <clears throat> he has really, after those traffic issues that he's had, that he, he's proven that he is more than versatile being able to be. I mean, he has an instant acceleration. You can stop him. You can move him. It's something that's been very eye-catching from him. He is super talented. But like you said, from the outside spot here, it's not like he has – um, you know, absolutely guns a blazing speed from the gate. What's he do? Where does he go? How does he sit? Is he going to be able to sit out in the clear like he likes to be? I just don't know what trip he's going to carve himself out here from the 17 hole. And I have not liked the way he gets over the wet ground. So if there's moisture, I am absolutely going to be not singling him on top. Yeah, there's going to be more horses I'm playing. Okay. But by far and away, like you said, 17 of 20, I think that's a great number. He he is the best three-year-old we have this year, hands down. The only thing I feel like that gets him beat is possibly a surface or the trip. I, I think everything you've said is completely accurate. And our last horse, the 18 horse, is authentic, owned by Spendthrift, my racehorse, Madiket, and now, Starlight uh, for, for Rob, Rob Baffert, the if Frenchman. You- Rewind back to the beginning of the year when we're talking about best horses. Authentic, I have put on top of the Bob Baffert stable. Uh, Nadal did get right up there when he won uh, in Arkansas. But overall, for me, it's always been authentic. I have absolutely loved the way he has been training since the Haskell. I did some side-by-side workouts for XBTV. If you watch his mile work two weeks before the Haskell and his mile work here two weeks before the Derby, What a night and day difference from a horse showing you more um, just mental forwardness. He's in the bridle. He looks fitter. He looks stronger. He looks faster. I'm just seeing this horse right now, like turning an absolute corner from like gangly teenager to like college getting ready to go to the pros. I do you think he has like the way he's been training? Does he have like a little mustache now? You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, he's very fast on sheets. He's a very fast horse. Uh, he's eight to one on the morning line. He figures, you know, it's kind of strange because you drew 18. A lot of times you don't want to be that wide, but it keeps him out of trouble. And I think he's going to be obviously right up there uh, in the early part to separate from some of these horses that may not belong. I give him a big shot. I agree with you, Michelle. I think Authentic has a has a giant chance to open up around the far turn and then hold on because I, I, I'm just not 100% sure he wants to get the mile and a quarter, but if there's a guy to do it, it's Bob Baffert, and mm-hmm. if there's a guy on his back to do it, it's Johnny V. So you have to, have to include Authentic. Hope he can kind of slow it down up front a little bit, get a breather at the three-ace pole, and then kind of kick clear uh, reminiscent of Bodemeister, even though he lost uh, to all have another. But that's what I kind of see happening here. I think the whole race is on the outside. New York traffic, Honor AP, Tis the Law, and Authentic. I think the winner is going to come from somewhere in there. And I think the rest of the horses are running on and, and passing tired horses. So I think you and I are on the very same page here, which is rare. 
Yeah, usually we're fighting it out. So yeah, I, I, but this um, is interesting. Here's the thing: to run in the Kentucky Derby is incredible. Uh, congratulations to every owner that's in there. Even if they're going to be eighty to one, it does not matter. Go enjoy the day. It, it rain shine and this year two tw- 2020 that has been the craziest year of my lifetime and probably anybody listening to the show go enjoy the day we're going to enjoy watching it and uh it's going to be a special couple of days at churchill downs michelle yes ditto uh, all of those sentiments ditto exactly. all those sentiments. what's happening here oh we have a good race here hello we have a whole weekend full of good races here. Yeah. Uh, what do we got at it's closing weekend. Yeah. It's closing week at Del Mar. And races on Friday start at 2, but Saturday, Sunday, and Monday races will start at 1 o'clock because we have a lot of races, and it's been getting a little on the dark side. <laughs> right. I don't know if you've run any horse in the last races, but we've run a couple of them, dark. and it's like 7.30 when they run. So uh, we move we moved post time up. Friday, we have the I'm Smoking. Saturday, the John C. Maybe. Sunday is the Del Mar Debutante, the Del Mar Derby, the Del Mar Juvenile Phillies Turf. And then Monday is the Run Happy Del Mar Futurity, as well as the Del Mar Juvenile Turf for closing day, which, of course, does mean mandatory payouts. We like mandatory payouts. Michelle, on Saturday, race one, I need you to just close your eyes and do a little route because we run a Run Happy first-time starter Philly. Oh, do you? Yeah, her name is Agree, oh, agree to 100 Disagree. Grand. 100, 100 Grand. 100 Grand. <laughs> No one has taken down. Uh, no one has now, taken it down yet. I don't think there yet. was a limit. There was no limit. Right? No, no limit. Taken it, but no, no limit. one has taken down the bonus. No yet. one's taken down the bonus. And uh, agree to disagree with uh, Umberto Rispoli for Pete Erton. First race on Saturday. She can run. I didn't know you had horses with Pete. Yeah, we have three, four horses. Oh. Um, so it's very exciting to be in that. Let's take a look at her. Okay. Well, run. she's got. Ooh, she's been working beautifully. Beautifully. She's yeah. very fast. She the, looks very fast. The key to Five any, and a half furlongs. The key to any two-year-old race is the break. And if she mm-hmm. breaks, she could be there. She could be tough. She's got enough ability, and she's very fast. It's just a matter of you just don't know what's going to happen at the break. You break a step slow, you take dirt, and then it's like bye-bye bonus. That's right. a good name for a horse, too. Bye-bye bonus. Bye-bye bonus. <laughs> uh, Michelle, you've been a delight all summer. I never want it to end. Um, maybe we'll do a show next week. We'll try to get someone from the Derby to come on, and then uh, we'll take a little break until Santa Anita starts. But thank you for everything. Thanks for all the people who are listening out there. We know we just spoke for 45 straight minutes, so if you want to fast-forward any of this, we'd, we'd be happy to. Just go for it. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, TaylorMade, Stallions, San, San Anita, and Del Mar. And thanks to all of you, the fans, including our good friend uh, who emailed us, Lara Westfall. Good luck to her and Max Player. And good luck to all the My Racehorse guys. Good luck to everybody who's in the races, especially at Churchill Downs this weekend. Safe trips. I'm Billy Koch. I'm signing off. For Michelle Yu, this is the Horse Ownership Experience. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two-year-old colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces. He's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor-made stallion. Call today to book.